Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline where the game starts. to hunker down impact media's weekly drive right through the hedges into sanford stadium to talk about the uga bulldogs i'm your host jeremy the impact york and we will get to our guest just shortly but first before i forget because i usually do if you would like to find the show give us a question comment suggestion if uh, your mom's apple pie recipe we're still taking treasure maps as well as long as they are in pdf format but all the places you can do that, you can email the show at 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. If you want to put UGA in the subject line, that's great. If not, I can probably figure it out based off your question. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can search for Hunker Down. You can search for Jeremy York. You can search for Impact Media. You should find us all of those ways as well. If you are a person who just likes to click a link and listen to a show, Go to our Twitter page, at Team Impact Media, where all the shows are laid out right there in that format. You just find the one you want, click on it, and listen away. If you want to get a little more out of your experience or just follow uh, kind of a random sports freak that is me, at the Impact 99 on Twitter, TikTok, Triller, and Instagram. And uh, if you can't find me any of those ways there, then there's always Spotify, Podcast One, the iTunes store, anywhere you find a podcast. If there's a place you find a podcast that we are not, let us know. We will fix that very, very shortly. Now, I'm excited because I have known this this guest for uh, a good handful of years. He's a super cool guy. Definitely glad to get him on. Right now, I want to bring on the operations manager at Wise Guys Pro Wash. He is Matt Fuller. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Good to uh, Good to be on here and good to talk some Georgia football. Definitely so. It, it, at least in recent years, it has definitely been something that is easy and fun to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. No, it's it's been it's been excellent. So, um, dogs are off to a good start so far this season, and um, you know, but still some tough challenges ahead. That there definitely is. Now, before we get into dog talk, uh, tell a little bit about. Uh, what you do as the operations manager at Wise Guys, and also what you guys do at Wise Guys. 
Yeah, so Wise Guys Pro Wash. Um, we, let's see, the company started under a different name back in 2014 by a gentleman who was in college and just wanted to, um, you know, make a make a decent living as he was in school, but um, found out upon graduation you can turn pressure washing into a business. So rebranded, and then um, I was fortunate enough to be brought on board originally as just a, a technician, um, just through the pressure washing side of things, but um, yeah, rose up through the ranks there. Now as the operations manager, I oversee all of our fleet, all of our trucks, our technicians, the jobs, the day-to-day. It goes on with that, um, any equipment issues, repairs, um, but ultimately just making sure we're providing high quality of customer service for anyone in the metro Atlanta area. So we service, um, you know, we service mostly Buckhead, Brookhaven, Sandy Springs, but we go up into Alpharetta, Marietta, and uh, Duluth, Johns Creek, all around that area. So um, just fortunate and blessed to be a part of a really good group of guys and gals and um, enjoying it, man. It's, it's been a good ride over here with live guys. Well, and I would have to, I would be remiss if I do not mention, um, I absolutely love the, uh, I don't know if it, I don't know the exact uh, terminology you guys use, but when you call out your best technician every month and, and you feature them and, and I think they win some prizes and things like that, I think that's fantastic because you're not only yeah. showing people that you can, you can achieve so much, but you're, you're rewarding the people that are going over and above. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've, and I just really, it, it goes to show how great of a team we have, you know, it's, it goes to show when you have guys on the team who, um, who haven't won, you know, that, that monthly competition in quite a while, but they're still here encouraging their teammates and, and pushing, you know, others forward and, and so forth. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the guys love it, you know, they, they love the competition to it. They love the, the rewards that we've given away. Falcons TVs, um, a plethora of gift cards, and I mean, there for a while, everybody could use quick trip gas cards. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> gas is starting to come down a little bit, but there for a while, it was it was rough. So, but um, yeah, I mean, we we love our team, man. It's it's awesome. That's fantastic. You've always been part of some great teams because uh, of uh, the previous things I knew you through. But, yeah, definitely. And also the the example that you set that you could start with this company as a technician and eventually move up into uh, bigger, you know, management roles and things like that. That's that's a great thing to show people, too, because a lot of people join companies and they think they can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that's something that was big for me um, upon joining the, the company was that there's growth opportunity. And that's something that we've provided to uh, everyone that's, that's there. We have several representatives who are in sales right now. They're former technicians. It's like, what, what better way to be able to present you know, to a customer and provide them with a high level of service than by knowing the service itself, you did it. It wasn't just, Oh, you know, I, I learned, it's through videos and watching guys do it. No, no, I actually physically did it myself. So um, I think, I think it's a pretty good model and, and uh, it just shows that again, growth opportunity and you can make a career out of this, not just have a job for a little bit. Absolutely. And we will, uh, we will transition into our dog talk now and talk about growth and 
a chance to make a career out of something. Uh, I think, once again, the, the UGA Bulldogs are going to be pretty busy come draft day, given uh, some of the people on this team. I mean, as many as you lose last year, it's just crazy that even though you may not know some of these guys' names now, I would almost say this team is as good or better than last year. Yeah, I mean, how about a, a freshman safety uh, in Malachi Starks? I mean, what what a guy. Just really put his <laughs> name on the map immediately against Oregon with arguably about the, the greatest uh, interception I've possibly ever seen. That's an Odell Beckham-type catch. So, um, yeah, Georgia is definitely loaded again on defense. Um, you know, Dumas Johnson has come out of nowhere to really – I mean, I, I can't remember what game it was, but I feel like that guy had – I think it was against Kent State, um, you know, two sacks early in the in the first half and was just owning the line of scrimmage, kind of as an off-ball uh, linebacker. So, yeah, I mean, just loaded again. It, it's incredible and – you know, Keeley really does a good job holding it down on his side, um, you know, on his side of the field. So, yeah, I mean, just uber loaded with talent. Kirby does such a great job recruiting. You know, I, I don't know. I can't speak for Jimbo Fisher and those guys paying everybody, like, what happened this past off season, But Kirby certainly has a, a really good formula for recruiting, locking up the state of Georgia, and, uh, you know, still getting some, <clears throat> still getting some good talent elsewhere. Well, I mean, once again, th- this will be my opinion. Uh, I don't want to put words in other people's mouth, but a lot of the reason why you don't see as many just top-notch, true blue, five-star athletes in Alabama is, yeah, you could say Jimbo and others are, are using their resources, which I, I would I would agree with, but uh, the fact that Kirby Smart is killing Nick Saban in all the markets that he used to dominate, and he's not – able to get those top-tier athletes the way he used to, where normally, you know, he would get five or six out of the top ten. Now he's lucky if he gets one or two. Kirby is just crushing him in every market. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, shoot, you you go out to the West Coast and you get, uh, you know, you get two dominant tight ends in, uh, in Brock Bowers and, um, you know, Darnell Washington. I mean, the, the big O, man. So, you know. Yeah, it's it's impressive. It is very, very impressive. Kirby has a great formula and what, what really gets me is Kirby's still pretty young. There's a there's a lot of a lot of good years ahead. it's not just a a thing that's going on right now. Kirby has a long uh long career ahead of him, which is fantastic. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh we'll kind of focus a little bit on the Vanderbilt game. Uh we're not gonna get too big into specifics, but it just seemed like business as usual for the dogs. Now, they they were uh, – it seems that they, they like to use the first quarter to kind of try some stuff out, and that's normally – a lot of people think they're a little slow out of the gates. I think it's just they're going off script, and they're they're kind of kind of like, you know, how a bowler may uh, – on, on a practice round may just go after one or two pins because maybe he has issues with those. I think they try to iron stuff out, but they still put 14 on the board in, in the first. Um I mean, do you do you kind of think they start slow, or do you think it's it's like I'm saying? Maybe they're just trying some different things and kind of feeling out their opponent. Yeah, I, that just seems to be the traditional Georgia way. I, it's rare that you have a Georgia team that gets to off to a really hot start. I know that's something that it's funny you mentioned that because 
Um, you know, Coach Smart did say as they went into halftime, look, like we've we've got to pick the pace up and get off to, to a hot start. And really that's, you know, you say that against Vanderbilt, but it was pretty treacherous against Missouri, you know, a slow start, especially mm-hmm. on the road a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, you have a slow start in the SEC, and uh, that that can it can be treacherous to say the least. But um, you know, overall, I think that it was good to see. There, there's a lot of good things that came out of the Vanderbilt game. I mean, sure, it's always nice to get a shutout, and sure, it's nice to just blow your opponent out. But at the end of the day, um, I think the offense looked a little bit more in sync, a little bit more in rhythm. Um, Stetson had. Had a pretty good game. Um, yeah, it's a lesser opponent, but it's always good to get reps in a, uh, and just get a good rhythm going, especially after the past couple weeks. I mean, you struggle with some turnovers against Kent State, against Missouri, and, um, you know, and, and we're still not healthy, right? We're, we still have several guys out. A.D. Mitchell is the first one that comes to mind. I mean, what a weapon he is on the perimeter and uh, a guy who can really take the top off of defense, which is something that I think we're missing right now. You know, you have some good possession guys in, in Lab McConkey and Brock Bowers is always a threat, but uh, we're missing the, the home run, the home run ball. Right. And so I think looking ahead a little bit, if I, if I made it to the bye week, I think it's very important yeah. that everyone just get healthy. Good grief, get healthy because there's a, it is a tough sled ahead with Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi State. I mean, um, you know, and I guess you can say Georgia Tech. It's a rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen in a rivalry game. So it, it's a tough road ahead, and we just got to get healthy. But overall, I mean, it was good to see the uh, offense kind of get back in rhythm. Good to see Carson back in there and mm-hmm. kind of swinging it for a little bit. And uh, a, lot, a lot of good takeaways, though. And, and you know, getting to that depth a little bit, like you said, it was good to see Carson Beck, and, and they got Gilbert involved late, and uh, Cash Jones with the TD run. It's it's good to know that not only are they getting those reps, but that if something does happen injury-wise, I mean, I hope it don't, but if it does, you know there's these other people you can rely on. But, yeah, looking at the rest of the, the schedule, just, you know, briefly, we're not going to dive into the games or anything, uh, but – you know, after the bye week, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and then Georgia Tech has found a resurgence under their new uh, interim coach, Brent Key. It's it went from Georgia looking like uh, a pretty a pretty simple way to to finish out the year to all of a sudden the back end of this schedule got really good in a hurry. Yeah, it did. I mean, as much as I hate the color orange and I can't stand Tennessee, I mean, what what a scene that was. Um, Wasn't that great? They have all the momentum in the world. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is that is what makes college football so awesome. You know, that mm-hmm. so much passion and, man, I, what a scene that was. So, you know, it's um, – they got, they got momentum up there right now and, Will the question I, I kind of have is will Kentucky wreak havoc in some of this? I don't know. Um, you know, Kentucky could could sneak up as a player, right? They have mm-hmm. they still have Tennessee and Georgia ahead of them, you know, and they they play to their competition. It, it's funny because and what I mean by that is you know Kentucky will play Miami, Ohio, and Northern Illinois right down to the wire, but yet they'll also 
clearly defeat Florida and play up to that competition as well, being a Tennessee, a Georgia. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, it definitely became a very backloaded schedule very, very quickly. And remember going into the season, we're, we, we know we're going to – I say we know. We think we're going to be Oregon, and we just demolish them. It's like, oh, well, here we go again, just <laughs> – Coast through a twelve and zero undefeated season. I guess we'll see Alabama in the SEC championship. We'll go from there. Well, the SEC East is looking more dominant right now than the SEC West. Um, that's something that hasn't mm-hmm. been the case very often, especially in in recent memory. Um, but here we are. So very very interesting how this season's played out so far. Yeah, and and like you said, it's. You know, at the, at the beginning of the season, everybody just kind of penciled in. It's like, okay, the SEC championship, we're going to see Georgia, we're going to see Alabama. Uh, the winner of that will be the top seed going into the, the final four playoffs, and the other one will be the uh, the two, the three, the four, something like that. And there's actually a, it's a really outside chance that, that neither Georgia nor uh, Alabama could be in the SEC championship. Uh, final but i'm pretty sure georgia's going to be there there is a lesser outside shot there's a real good chance we won't see alabama in that game because they already have the sec conference loss and if a team like mississippi state beats them then there's a good chance you'll see them instead yeah yeah and you have old miss sitting there undefeated right mm-hmm. now and they they have a road ahead of them as well they have lsu this weekend and that's the big 3:30 game, so I think everybody will be able to tune in and kind of see, hey, what you know, is this Ole Miss team for real at this point? They did beat Kentucky, um, albeit that was a kind of a, an unusual situation. I feel like with with what happened down at the end of that game, but at the same time, it's like, uh, who who's Ole Miss? Have we really seen what they have yet? Um, I, you know, I don't know. Lane Kiffin is he's always always got something going on over there so i don't know if i trust him that much but hey that, that's just part of it so um but yeah i mean an old miss the mississippi state i think mississippi state now actually has two conference losses but they could still mm. pull off the upset you know uh what, what's that coach over there i believe it's uh mike leach with the air raid at, yep I, I love that i love that offense georgia will never run that but i love it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Georgia football just uh, centers too much around the ground attack that I don't think you're ever going to see that just air raid, at least under the Kirby Smart tenure. I mean, you know, 20 no, years no. from now, after 10 more national titles, and, and he decides to hang it up if, if you know, next coach decides to do it maybe, but not under Kirby. No, no, never. Georgia's still tried and true. You, you just pound the rock, and, uh, yeah, you've, when you have good backs, it makes it easy, and, um, you know, it's funny. We've got some backs that were under the radar, Dejon Edwards and um, Brian Robinson. And all yeah, it's like uh, some some fresh meat in there. And Kenny McIntosh just makes it look effortless coming out of the backfield. And I mean, he's on pace to. I think he's on pace to catch like sixty, sixty-five passes this year. It's incredible. Yeah, that is that is incredible. And we're here with. Uh, Lifelong dog fan Matt Fuller of uh, Wise Guys Pro Wash Operations uh, Manager over there. Um, we'll get back into the dogs in just a little bit, but as I always do with our guests on here, uh, you know, just kind of briefly get into your origins of becoming a dog fan. Like, how did you 
become a follower of, of the UGA? Well, I'll tell you, man, I was, I was born into it, uh, born, mm. raised. It's uh, the, the blood runs red and black and there is no changing that. Um, when I was, when I was a kid, it was, I mean, Saturdays in Athens were a way of life. My family had season tickets for about 34 consecutive years from 1976 to 2010. Uh, fortunately, as I was really young, I, uh, I was able to go to a lot of games. As a matter of fact, I was eight years old. I'd played three seasons of rec soccer, and I told my dad I wanted to stop playing rec soccer in the fall because I wanted to go to more Georgia games because I, I didn't want to miss the Georgia games. I didn't want to miss <laughs> going with family and, and things like that. So I, uh, I gave up playing rec soccer and ended that career pretty early. And um, so, yeah, we had season tickets for a long time. I went to games with my dad, my grandfather, my cousins, and that's just what we did. And so, you know, then as we got a little older, my grandfather passed away. And as a matter of fact, his last Georgia – so this is how deep the fandom runs as far as memories go. My grandfather's last Georgia game was in 2006, the Peach Bowl. We beat Virginia Tech. And it was just he mm-hmm. and myself that were at the game. So he surprised me for Christmas with two tickets to go. And uh, wow. it was he and I. And Georgia came back and won. And it was an incredible experience. Matthew Stafford led led a comeback. We were down 21-3 to at halftime. And uh, and we, we pulled it out 31-24. to So didn't know it at the time, but he was going to get cancer a few months later. And it just ate him up really quick. And that was it. So incredible experience, incredible memory there. And then, um, you know, at that point, the tickets were really for me, my dad, my cousin, my grandmother to go. And in 20, 2010, we, we weren't able to renew going into 2011, but still made, made the most of it. Um, still went to as many games in 2011, 2012, and so forth. My dad's last game before he passed away was in 2012 SEC Championship against Alabama where we lost. Again, didn't know at the time it was going to be his last game, but it was just he and I. So incredible uh, memories and moments that you just you can't take away, um, and that is where my fandom comes from. And so at this point, I'm taking, you know, I'm taking our kids and, and uh, to Georgia games and it is it, it just brings you back every time that you hear um, every time you hear the battle hymn of the bulldog nation you hear um, Babo O'Reilly going as the team mm-hmm. is ready to kick off you hear you know you hear Krypton being played by the band as the fourth quarter starts I mean that's those are it just sends chills um, up my spine every time because it's not just what's happening now and in the moment. It's not just um, how well is the team playing at that time. It is, I remember watching Michael Bennett catching over to the shoulder pass from Aaron Murray. My dad grabbing me and saying, oh, my God, he caught it. And Georgia beats Auburn <laughs> handedly in 2011, 45-7. It is the moments of, um, you know, watch, being in Indianapolis with my uncle for the national championship game and, and Keeley picked that thing off, and people, grown men, just hug each other and um, throwing beer cans everywhere. I mean, that's 
that is Georgia football to me. And, and so it is, it is much more than just being a fan. It, uh, I was kind of born into a way of life, if you will. So, um, and, and that's just how it's been. So wonderful memories. Some of the best memories I've ever had were with, uh, with the dogs, my, my wife's first college football game ever. I took her to Georgia beat Clemson 45 to 21 <laughs> for the home opener in 2014 and Nick Chubb lost his shoe. So that was, uh, <laughs> just wonderful memories, man. That's all. That's what Georgia football is. That's awesome. And that's something that, that I kind of already knew about, not just football in the South, not just SEC, but, but dog nation. It's, in, in doing this show, I've, I've been able to remind people that this is a community, a close community, even though there's so many fans everywhere. And it's it's just really more of a family thing. And you, you do find more of those stories, like you were saying, where, you know, you were there when this happened. You were there when this happened. You were able to share it with those around you and, and sometimes complete strangers, which is the craziest thing because, I mean, even in the times of COVID, if you went to an SEC football game, you would not know anything like that was going on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it's incredible how passionate people are about their football down here, but I say it's incredible, and yet I'm one of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, you actually went to a game uh, a couple weeks ago as well. I thought I saw a post. Uh, I think maybe you took one of your one of your kids to it. Yeah, so we went to the Kent State game. Um, mm. <laughs> both Hunter and I got absolutely sunburned to a crisp because poorly, <laughs> poorly planned and uh, didn't bring any sunscreen. So can't do that for a noon kick. But um, yeah, we. It, it's funny because you, you think, oh well, I think most people are like, oh, this is the game you take your kids to, and it's an easy forty-five to three victory, and of course. We did not play very well. Um, made it interesting, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that, that's also a good lesson for somebody who, is, who has not seen a lot of games up close, is to say, hey, you, you can't just rest on the fact that you're better than the other guys. you still got to go out there and earn it. And definitely Kent State made Georgia earn it that day. They did. And what's funny about that is, Kent State has since lost to the likes of Toledo, respectively, and a couple of those other MAC teams. So, yeah, any given day, um, we we've seen it time after time after time. Any given day, you never know what's going to take place. App State beats Texas A&M and uh, escapes Troy, and then there's someone that just wrecked them. I think they lost to James James Madison, and they've lost again since then. You, you, any given day, you never know what's going to happen in college football. You got to bring your A game every week, and that's that's what makes the SEC so great. Is everyone brings their A game, and uh, and when you don't, I mean, you're going to know it because there's passionate people who who are watching and taking all that in. So, but that's why you love college football. Absolutely, and I want to I want to give uh, a compliment to Kent State because uh, losing to Toledo at the time we we thought was a crazy loss for them, but uh, Toledo is five and two at the moment, so I'll I'll give them credit that maybe they ran into a really good team in Toledo. You know, we we don't want to 
We don't want the Kent State fans mad at us or anything. <laughs> but uh, hey, I'll, as, we I'll, I'll up, agree. as we finish up with our guest, Matt Fuller, uh, obviously we have a bye week coming up, and normally I have a short little spill where I would say there are ways to lose the bye week. Uh, you don't want anybody to take a ride in a car that has lights on top. That, that's one way you can lose the bye week. Uh, you can do things to get kicked off a team or injuries, but I don't under Kirby Smart. None of this stuff seems to happen anymore, so I, I'm not that worried about them losing the bye week. I think, like you said, they're just going to get healthy and they're going to be ready to roll. But I will go ahead and ask you, and I may replay it on next week's show. Um, we'll go back and forth here. You can do the first and third one, and I will do the second one. We'll do the three keys to victory on how they can defeat Florida next weekend. So what's your first key to victory? What can they do to make sure they're going to win? I really, really want a spy on on that, uh, that QB they got down there. So Anthony Richardson was the bona fide Heisman winner after week one, yeah. after the Utah victory. Everyone said he's Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> he hasn't lived up to that exactly, but it's like, look, the guy's still incredibly athletic. So – you cannot let him get out of the pocket. We've really got to contain him. I'd say I want to spy. That's not really the key of the game. The key of the game is just contain Anthony Richardson. It's like, look, man, the guy is – when you have an athlete in the SEC, they can beat you. Um, we've seen it time and time again. Let's just contain contain his feet, make him one-dimensional. Um, I think that's that would probably be my biggest key of the game. So we've got to make sure that we contain Richardson. I would definitely agree with that. Um, I know that Florida likes to run the ball, and this will kind of go in. in uh, this will kind of go hand in hand with what you said there. In containing Richardson, uh, that that involves to me uh, pressuring him into making decisions quicker than he wants to make them, flushing him out of pocket. And the reason why they're going to do that is I believe the Georgia defense needs to crack down on the Florida rushing attack and just completely just completely put a put a stop to that rushing attack and make Anthony Richardson make those bad choices quickly and, and make him beat you with his arm because he's only he's only thrown for thirteen hundred yards this year. So that tells me that, that that's not his, his bread and butter. That's not his top ability. He he likes to run around, he likes to get everybody else going. So I, I think if, if they crack down on the rushing game and like you said, contain him I think they're going to be looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. So, yeah, completely agree with that. So then that moves us to the third key. What you got? Teams. Special teams has been a little shaky this season so far. We've had some turnovers on special teams. We've, um, you know, we against Vanderbilt, you kick the ball out of bounds twice. Um, mm-hmm. But our kickoffs, what are we doing, right? So, we can't give free. You can't give free yardage for no reason, and several of our turnovers have come on special teams. So we've. I know Kirby is going to really drive that point home over this over this uh, this time that they've got before the Florida game. We've got to get got to get fundamentally sound on special teams. Um, there's no reason for some of these mistakes to be happening. So. Special teams is critical. Um, you know, look, it's like 
Hot Pod's been rolling this year, so he keep keeping him rolling and, and uh, yeah, special teams is just huge, especially in a rivalry game against an opponent that has nothing to lose whatsoever. It's like Florida will do anything, everything. We you gotta also think, you know, South Carolina and um, there was someone else who did it to us. Fake punts, like. Are we not paying attention, guys? So, special teams is huge. I would agree with that. And uh, famously, whether it was on the video game or in real life, John Madden used to always say, uh, how you kick a kickoff out of bounds just baffles him. You have a 40-yard wide target, and you missed it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's about right. And I get, you know, people try to pin people here. They try to they try to do the, you know, certain coverages and things. But, yeah, you have a 40-yard wide target, and you just completely missed it. it that takes talent. <laughs> it does. It is a special kind of talent. So, can we, can we please not do that against Florida? You yeah. know, that would be nice. Yes, let's not put the special in special teams. Let's just be one of the facets of the game. I, I definitely agree with that. But, uh, Matt, it has been fantastic to not only catch up, but uh, to talk dogs with you because we did not get to talk dogs a whole lot in our other interactions up until now. So uh, it's been fantastic getting to catch up and, and talk. And uh, we appreciate you being on. And uh, do you guys have a – I'm sure you guys have a website, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, just well, really, I'd just say search us on Google. You're going to see some of our tremendous reviews go. that are all shouting out our technicians who are again just wonderful, wonderful guys. Um, but yeah, WiseGuysProWash.com, um, and you'll see on there that we've added Christmas lights as a service. So we are now installing Christmas lights. Um, that begins next week. Next week we do our our uh, first couple installations of the year. So, um, so yeah, if you're looking for some holiday holiday light needs, we've got that for you as well as your exterior cleaning. So uh, roof cleaning, pressure washing, uh, soft washing homes, and getting everything looking good for the holidays. So I can't believe, holy cow, it's Halloween is here, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Christmas, yep. New Year's. Jeremy, where do you all go, man? <laughs> It's uh, it, it's something I've learned as I get older. Is uh, you blink and it's just it's it's not there anymore. It's crazy, but uh, fun times the whole way. Oh, absolutely. So, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's always good to talk Georgia football. Um, again, let's just get our guys healthy. Let's get Amy Mitchell back. Let's get Kendall Milton back. Let's get these guys healthy and uh, finish the finish the season out strong, man. But yeah, always a pleasure to talk dogs. Good to. Good to catch up with you as well, and um, we'll we'll get to a glass game at some point here soon. Yep, we definitely will. And uh, once again, appreciate you being on. This has been the latest edition of Hunker Down. We'll see you guys next week. Go dogs! Go dogs! <laughs>